You're listening to Run Hard, Mom Hard, presented by Treeline Journal and hosted by Nikki Parnell and Steph Muniker. We're here to listen and share stories of motherhood and life from the trails from mamas who run ultra marathons. We hope to be a resource and encouragement to all moms who continue to show up, run, and chase their dreams even after having kids. It's not easy, and we'll talk about all the hard and real parts that make up this crazy lifestyle. But we're also here to celebrate and inspire each other to keep finding their inner mom strength that allows us to show this sport new levels of grit and show our kids that so much is possible. Welcome to another episode of Run Hard, Mom Hard. This week, it's Nikki and I, and um, we're just going to kind of do some updates and just chat a little bit and catch up because there's some big stuff going on in both of our lives. So, Nikki, you want to talk about what's coming up? <laughs> yes, Steph. <laughs> um, yeah, so, I mean, I already shared a little bit a while ago, but it has been a long time since we last caught up fully. Um so I am moving to England <laughs> in like two weeks now, or I don't know, two weeks and a couple of days um, in early September. And so that has been like a crazy process. Um, it's It's been a long time coming and now it feels like it's all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. So it's really weird um, because I applied to school last October. And then, and then you go through a lot of time where you're just kind of waiting. And then all of a sudden late June comes around and you can finally start applying for your visas and things like that. And because you have your cast number from your school and it's just kind of stressful and time consuming and confusing. And I don't know if other people stress about this stuff, but I get really stressed about like filling out forms right I'm like if I fill out something wrong like a travel date from 10 years ago into a, another country like am I gonna go to jail or something like I, I stress out about this stuff I even was like what is my name because they <laughs> ask like surname and fam- you know family given name and the I there's just like different names and then when you're married and you've changed your name and now your your last old last name is your middle name and I'm like I don't I don't <laughs> it just stresses me out um anyway so we kind of went through all the visa stuff and I was just worried because you submit your application which is very expensive and you pay for your health care for the next year and all this stuff so it's very a lot of money right up front and then um and then you don't know if they're going to come back and say oh actually we need to see $45,000 lying in your bank account so that you can fund your trip and for like your family of five for like nine months. And it's just really, I, we don't have that just sitting around. Like we can do this and we feel good about going and everything, but we don't just have a bunch of money. And they actually um, came back and said, no, okay. no, but they, they can, they say you're from the U S so you don't have to prove like financial stability. Or whatever. Yeah. But unless we ask you to and there we know several people that have had to show that and so we just were like waiting on pins and needles like are we going to get our visa are we going to get uh delayed which could be bad are we going to get denied that'd be really bad you know it's it actually feels like it's not just your decision to go move to another country like 
you might not be allowed to just depending on circumstances. So it's stressful. I was like, felt like for three weeks, we were just waiting. They, they emailed us saying that our applications were not straightforward, quote unquote. I'm like, I don't know what that means. They were like, it's going to take longer than normal to process these. Yeah. Like, does that mean we're going to be rejected or what's going on? And so then three weeks from that date, we finally got an email saying that our visas were on their way to us. Um, but then we only got three of them. (laughs) And so Dash and Bellens hadn't come, but then the next week we got an email. So we're going to have Dash and Bellens in our hands either today or tomorrow. So Uh it's going to be okay. But I'm saying like, it was a stressful process. And, um, so then I was finally like, okay, I can breathe. And maybe we can actually, you know, celebrate and get excited because, you know, nothing's official until it's official. And, and then I was like, looking at the calendar, it's like, oh my gosh, nope. I, it's time to panic all over again because we're leaving so soon and a lot has to be done. We've got to pack up our life again. And so anyway, um, doing good, really excited, like really excited for school and just being in England. We love it there. At least last time we went, we loved it. And I think uh, we did get a rental house, which is also really good and gives me peace of mind. Um, It's by a nature reserve and it's really close to this really cute looking school that has like extensive woodland area and kind of outdoor play spaces. Um, So I don't know. We'll see. But it's just, you know, one little step at a time. Yeah. Do you have the kids enrolled in school yet or not yet? So we filled out our their applications and then they because you can't do that until you have an address. Got it. And 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 you it's not really a huge rush or anything like they'll so we should hear back any day now on if they get into that school that's right around the corner, which I really hope. Um, or they'd go to a, another one that's close by. There's a lot of options. So oh my gosh. But yeah. That's so it's like equal parts stressful and exciting. Yes. Like, I think I would have a lot of anxiety just trying to get like all of the checklists done, mm-hmm. but also being like so excited about the next year. That's crazy. Yeah. Oh yeah. I know. It's, um, it's just a whirlwind. Yeah. How are and, they talking about it? Oh, they're really excited. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think, I mean, it's going to be really hard to leave family again. Mm-hmm. and be far away and that will be difficult um especially for Bellin who is really tightly bonded with her grandmas and um but I think overall like they're they're excited for new things and uh I don't I just I think it's gonna be really fun there's a lot of like unique things that we can learn about while we're there and it's gonna be so cultural too because mm-hmm. my it's a very international university and there's even, um, I'm going to be part of this global citizenship program, which is put like they put on cultural events and, and cultural dances and cooking classes and, um, political debates and all of these ex- like art exhibitions and all these things. And it's just, it's going to be really neat. And I think the kids are going to get a lot of that kind of stuff too, because there's, um, I'm part of like the postgraduate, um, college and so there's kid events too with that because that's where all the the families um 
go. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's going to be cool. I'm so excited for you. Thank you. Um, I was going to ask how your running was going through all of this. Mm-hmm. It's going. Well, running <laughs> was very hit or miss. It's just been like a little challenging this whole summer because we did go through a lot of waves of like sickness and things where I had to miss races and things like that. And, and then with stress, when I'm extra stressed, I tend to just default to like mental health maintenance mode, Mm -hmm. which is like, you know, three miles easy every or as many days as I can. Um, or, you know, going to yoga classes a little more often because it's just so good mentally. Um, so yeah, the running hasn't been anything spectacular. It's not that pretty. I mean, I will go to the mountains when I can and that's nice, but yeah, it hasn't been, I, you know, it's just one of those seasons again. Yeah. It's hard I mean, it to do it all. Right. Yeah. It's like, I, you know, when you're stressed, you need more or you need exercise and to just kind of get back into your body and instead of just in your head and things like that. But it's also like, you're so stressed that you don't feel like you have just a lot of time to just right. go run. Right. You know? but I, I think when you're stressed and like, you have so much on your plate, it doesn't need to be a 20 mile run. It can be a three mile run or a three mile walk or a 30 minute thing. Like just to get out of the house or to move your body without anyone like touching you probably Mm -hmm. is more beneficial than like wearing down your body for a four hour run or a three hour run or, well, yeah. And the time lost on that is too stressful to contemplate because other things that need to be done. You know, we're also trying, I mean, we've had a lot of fun lately, just summer fun going to lakes and hikes like awesome hikes and um in the mountains and so it's been like really great it's just the running itself isn't as spectacular as like some of my friends running around here and stuff but that's okay yeah it's all right I'm actually really excited I hope my my hope who knows you know what things will actually be like but I hope to ride my bike to school a lot And so that will be a little exercise. And then there's also like several gyms I could join or go to classes or whatever, or like lift weights. I'd I'd really like to get a little bit more into weightlifting and, and you know, and so I, I'm hoping that the way my schedule will be structured, I mean, it's kind of rare, but like I'm the priority this year, you know? So it's kind of, I mean, Chase will be working a little bit, um, but he's going to also be, you know, kind of primary parent. Yeah. So I'm hoping that I just like have a little bit of time to kind of balance my physical fitness and, Mm -hmm. you know, while I'm in school. So I'm excited about that. Yeah. I mean, it's rare to feel like you're the priority in cases. Cause I feel like a lot of times as moms, we're like last on the totem pole to take care of ourselves or to do anything. Like we're always so worried about what everyone else is doing and taking care of everybody else. And, um, mm-hmm. so that's awesome. Mm-hmm. I hope you get the time okay. that you need. Yeah. We'll see how it actually goes. And there's going to be a lot of pull in of directions, you know, to be home with the kids and, and also they're going to be going through their own like adjustments and everything, yeah. which is great. Like 
we get there almost a month before my classes start. Mm -hmm. So, and their school starts earlier. So I will be around a lot in, in their early transitions. Well, that's which good. Will be nice. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I'm so excited for you. Thank you. Yeah. I'm excited. Um, yeah, I just, yeah. And then I already have like some friends coming, uh, just got a couple people lined up in September and October <laughs> and yeah. Oh, I yeah. would love to visit you. Yeah. Come anytime. You're welcome. Anytime. <laughs> We've got three bedrooms. Ooh. So we have like an extra room, you know? <laughs> oh, cause the kids will stay in one room together. Well, so Dash and Bellin will still keep sharing a room and Greta will be in the third bedroom, but if somebody comes to visit, you know, we can put her in with us or whatever. Yeah. Fun. I don't know. Yeah. I don't have to. Yeah. Anyway, so what is up with you? There's a lot up with you. Yeah. Well, so for personal, um, I feel like it was the last catch up episode or like update episode that we did that Amelia was sick. Um, and we didn't know what it was. And I had brought her to the doctor a few times and she had a temp of like 105 for like five days. Um, and then we finally, I finally got to be with my primary cause he was on vacation. Um, and so he sent us to the ER to get fluids and he said, prepare to be admitted to the hospital because she's just so dehydrated and she's been sick for so long, like extremely sick for so long. Um, and they did this blood sample that was, um, it tests like a certain something inside the blood that tests for infection and the scale is from zero to two and she was at 50. The scale is zero to two? The scale is zero to two when she was at 50 and oh anything above two they see as like sepsis and but they did a blood culture and like nothing was coming back. Um, So we ended up doing a or no. So the doctor who was in the ER was just like, here's some antibiotics. You can go home. So he sent us home and I was like, I don't feel comfortable. I called my doctor. I was like, I don't think we should have been sent home, especially with this infection being as bad as it is. And he, um, the next day called me at like six in the morning and was like, you need to come to the ER. You're going to be admitted. Like she's, she needs to be taken care of. Um, and so we went right there and were admitted for a few days. Um, she had fluids and IV antibiotics. Um, they did a CT scan and saw that both of her kidneys were inflamed. Um, and they deemed it like a kidney infection, which she has had UTIs before. Um, she had a urine culture sample and like, it looked fine. There was like a couple of things, but it wasn't like a major infection, but the CT scan showed her kidneys were majorly infected. Um, and so then once she was healthy, we had to do a test called a VCUG, which they put like a contrasting fluid into her bladder um, and see where it goes. So her, her urine goes back up into her kidneys and comes back down again, um, which is called VUR. And so that's what is causing these infections. So we're actually just in the hospital again last week for a kidney infection and she has surgery coming up three days after my hundred to oh my help gosh. fix it. 
Okay. So, so why does it, why is surgery? Like, what does the surgery do? It... Yep. So the surgery reimplants the tube that comes from the kidney to the bladder to a higher location. So the urine can't go back up into it. Okay. Okay. Oh my gosh. And so she just like keeps getting these infections. Were you in the hospital for multiple days this last time? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. No, we weren't. We were only there for one night, but we probably should have been there for two nights um, mm -hmm. because they found that the bacteria was resistant to the antibiotic that she was getting. So we had to switch antibiotics. Oh my gosh. Uh, yes. We oh, should geez. have been in there a second night, um, but we weren't, we were just there for one night, but it was just, I don't know. It's hard when. Oh, and sad. Yeah. Yeah. And I just, I wish that like I could take it away or I could deal with it and she didn't have to deal with it um, because she's getting so many like pokes and tests done and um, just a lot of medical interventions that I don't really love. Um, mm -hmm. But this is the only option for this. Like there's no medication. Um, there is a percentage of kids who outgrow it but because she gets so bad so fast, um, it's, this is the it's best. More, yeah. It's more worth it to get that behind you and not just leave it to happen again and again. Well, and like her kidneys are already a little bit damaged. Um, the thing, so I tell you about the seizure. She had a seizure. Okay. So her first, it was last time, like her fevers come on so fast. So it's like from normal to 105 within a couple of hours. And she, she has like fever seizures. Yeah. So we brought her into the ER because she was having these seizures and it's terrifying. So they're like, we need to make sure her temp never gets above 102, but when oh. it's 105 and I'm giving her ibuprofen and Tylenol every two to three hours, whatever they recommend, I don't remember right now, it still only gets to like 102. Oh God. Like it can't bring it down completely. Right. Right. It's just been dealing yeah. with so much with that. Yeah. Like what, I mean, that's gotta be so just heart-wrenching as a parent to see her in these States. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I was so freaked out with the seizure and then I'd be so sad in the hospital, you know, just seeing her in a little hospital bed and yeah. she looks so tiny in them because they're just massive. Thing. And then, um, this last time and it just broke my heart. So she had her fluids in and we were getting up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom. And she was like, I wish I didn't have this thing on me. And I was like, I know, honey, I'm sorry. Like, I just yeah. felt so bad. And then they came and drew her blood at three 30 in the morning and they couldn't <sighs> use her IV. They had to do a whole new thing. So then she was up from three 30 in the morning on I was like what can't you come later like there are yeah. tons of other patients who aren't four years old that can fall back asleep like right oh that's frustrating yeah so oh man well now she'll get surgery um well so she'll have like the first few days of school and then the next week is labor day she'll be there Tuesday and Wednesday and then we leave Thursday to go up to my hundred and then she'll be back on school on Monday. And then Tuesday is her surgery and she'll spend um, 
one or two days in the hospital recovering, depending on how she's doing. Cause she might have a catheter come coming oh, home. Gosh. Oh. Yeah. Um, and then basically they're like, you kind of have to like re potty train them. Um, and then, uh, she'll have a week or two at home. Wow. So, cause she'll have wow. a since I scar. So, okay. So how are you like mentally dealing with this and how are you still running? And I mean, like, is the running, um, like saving you right now or, um, or I mean, just like, how are you doing it all? Because it seems really stressful to me. It is. I don't know how I'm doing it. Yeah. I think just like, <clears throat> I knew like the, the hundred and like superior is a lottery and there's a lot of, there's a big chance that I couldn't get in. And so for me to get in, it was really special. Mm-hmm. And like, I talked with Aaron and we knew that this year was going to be a very running heavy year. Um, yeah. I think having him at home helps a lot like if he was gone constantly I don't think I'd be able to do this um and so I try and run either really early in the morning before the kids wake up or after bedtime or like at the office before I come home like I'll do a couple of miles and then I'll finish on the treadmill or whatever um Mm -hmm. just trying to get it in any way I can yeah so and does that feel good and okay you know, with everything else going on? Yeah. I think there's weeks that it feels fine. And then there's weeks that it doesn't. And, um, it kind of just depends on how Amelia is doing and then how busy I am with work. And Ashley's my coach and it's nice having such like an open dialogue with her about things that are happening and like how we can tweak some things. Um, especially when it's those weeks that she's in the hospital. So, Mm -hmm. which you never know when that's going to happen. Right. Yeah. I really hope that this surgery just goes really well and smooth. And then she doesn't have to deal with this anymore and you don't have to deal with it anymore. Yeah. I hope not. So then we also, um, in the CT scan, they found that she has spondylolisthesis, which is her vertebrae, like slip forward at her L5. And then that, um, it's called spina bifida ocula oculta or whatever, where her spine or her vertebrae didn't close completely. It's just like slightly open. Um, it doesn't come with any of the stuff that happens like for spina bifida. It's just like the one vertebrae didn't close. And that's maybe why she has this. Um, so she technically like the back part of her vertebrae is fractured. Um, but it's not like a bone, like a arm fracture or something like he explained it where it's just like the bone just like failed. Oh, there's stress on it. But then we found, so we have a, sorry, I'm going to back up. So we went to a spine, like a pediatric spine doctor, orthopedic doctor, and they did an x-ray and they checked everything. So she has scoliosis and this spondylolisthesis. Um, wow. But when we came back from that, we found out that Leon, my Aaron's dad has spondylolisthesis and Aaron's really? and then Aaron's like, well, maybe I should get checked out. Cause he's been having a ton of back pain and he has it too. So I'm like, oh. your fault. <laughs> Just kidding. 
Yeah. <laughs> bad genes. <laughs> so, yeah. So, okay. So it's, so the spondylolisthesis that's like, it does result in back pain. Is there anything you need to do about it or, or is it just kind of how it is? Like, is Aaron just going to have back pain? Mm-hmm. Is Amelia just going to have back pain or, you know? Yeah. So um, Aaron's is very mild. He said it's really, really low grade. Um, he'll be doing physical therapy to help. And they said sometimes it'll just like strengthening the muscles around it. will like bring it back in. Amelia's mm-hmm. is 25 to 50% slippage. So half of the bone is like slipped out. Um, and we'll continue to watch her. So we'll get x-rays every year until she's done growing. Um, if it grow, if it gets bigger than 75% slippage, then she'll probably have a fusion done for her spine. Um, but he said it's pretty rare that it, that that would happen. Um, so if she does have back pain, it'll probably just be a lot of physical therapy that we'll have to do. But right now we don't have to do any, um, anything for her. Like she can do whatever she wants. It's just like another thing to have in the back of my mind. And then right. in her file, you know, like right. her health chart. Right. And then the scoliosis is like a 13 degree curve. He said, if it gets above 20 or 25, I can't remember right now, she could potentially have a brace. Um, but he's like, but we'll do that again next year. He's not super worried about it. He goes, it could just be, she was like wiggling during Mm -hmm. the x-ray. Um, but so technically she has scoliosis right now too. Oh my gosh. It's just been, I don't know. I'm like, she is like our medical child. We've had to like constantly figure out what's going on with her. Yeah. Um, And my mom was like, I feel like she should be seen by like, I don't know like none of the doctors are like talking to each other. She has like five different doctors. None of them are talking to each other. So like, what's the reason that she's having all of these mm-hmm. different issues? Right. Yeah. Like, is there something else or like, what's the root? Right. At all. If there is one. Yeah. And um, who knows? It could yeah. Just- well, and I was wondering if the kidney stuff mm-hmm. has anything to do with the pre-diabetes stuff. Yeah. Is- I mean, it could. Yeah. yeah. Cause that's a whole other thing you're watching for. I know. Right. Yeah, it is. So we have a endo appointment like the day after her surgery. I want to see if they can come to the room. Okay. okay. But we're supposed to meet with them every six months and then we'll do a like Dexcom that tracks her blood sugars every six months. So mm-hmm. it's just, that's been a lot. Um, well, that is a lot to hold and carry because, yeah. and it's just, it feels so much more extreme when it's like your baby, yeah. you know, yeah. and, yeah. and just, and it's definitely uh, not cheap. Oh so, yeah. Oh gosh. So, Do you have insurance through your work? No. Cause I'm technically contracted. Oh, so we pay like a thousand dollars a month for our health insurance and it's not very good at all. Great. Great. I love that. Yeah. Our max out of pocket per person is like $10,000. And Amelia's like $2,000 away from hitting that. So holy crap. I know. And we pay a thousand a month. That's, it just seems like, why do I even have insurance? Right. Right. I mean, it's not even like, oh gosh, that infuriates me. There's just so many things wrong with our healthcare system. Yeah. It's insane. I I get pretty frustrated. So we're trying to balance all of that. And then, yeah. 
Well, that's a, that's a whole other different stress too. So like, yeah. there's a lot of stresses just within this. And I mean, this is one of the things like I am reading so much about these days is like, you know, it's, it's not just like your body and your health. I mean, it is all the things that are affecting like this. I mean, even just financial stress mm-hmm. or economic, you know, it, it, I mean, it's just all, all the stresses just yeah, keep you in a state of inflammation and like right. there's so many factors right that's why we're building a sauna yeah and a cold plunge yeah right well hopefully the cold plunge will happen it won't be right away because he's working on the building but um yeah you could just do a water trough yeah but in the summer then it would get hot yeah so yeah. he's trying to see how he can his dad has some like cattle troughs that he like hasn't used in 20 years that um Mm -hmm. see if he can build and like insulate it so that it'll not freeze in the winter and then how to keep it cold in the summer so Mm -hmm. Aaron is the mastermind right engineer or whatever (laughs) so I did just watch um I watched an episode of geography of bliss it's like rain wilson um mm-hmm. white shirt from the office you know he like yeah. goes around and is trying to uh see different countries and like what makes chasing happiness basically yeah. and um and then iceland was one of his like the like 70 women that they swim in the ocean three times a week mm-hmm. and it's just so uh cool and invigorating and proves to yourself that you can do hard things yeah you know and yeah yeah, I love it I feel like I say that to my kids a lot Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. but yeah so I did a um 50 miler like two and a half weeks ago yeah how did that go tell us stories it was like a great day again which is good because my 50k I struggled really hard, but it was like 90 degrees and high humidity. Um, and it was very, very difficult. This one was like highs in the, I don't know. I think it was upper seventies, low eighties with not much humidity. So that was good. Um, it was an out and back, which I don't really love, but, um, more technical than what I've been on. So that was good training for superior um, halfway at the turnaround point, I was crying because, well, so I came into the aid station and there's like this bridge that you run under. And there was a guy like heading back out. And there was a little girl standing on top of the bridge and goes, bye dad. I love you. And I would like bald, like instant tears. <laughs> Cause my kids weren't there. They were just hanging out with grandma and grandpa. It was just Aaron and I, and, um, I went up to Aaron crying and he's like, what is wrong? And I'm like, I miss our kids. Why do I do this? Where I'm like, not with our kids. And I'm like, uh-huh. I don't want to do the hundred. <laughs> just bawling. And he was like, why don't you just finish and like, see how you feel when you finish. I'm like, okay. So I sat down and I changed my socks. I was having some hip pain and, um, I was like, this is like the, a big hill. So it was like two miles coming down to the turnaround and then you had to go back two miles up. And, um, and I was like, this is, it's going to take me longer to get back. And he's like, all right, well, that's fine. He goes, I I got all day. And I'm like, all right. 
So I was like crying as I was leaving the aid station. Um, I had changed my socks and my feet were already blistered. And, um, and as I was going, I, this girl caught up to me and she like walked and she was like, Hey, mind if I walk with you for a while? And I'm like, no, like I'm struggling right now. And she's like, yeah, I am too. And we talked for the mile and a half back up to like the top of the hill. And, and I was like, I think I'm feeling better. I'm going to run. And she goes, go ahead to whatever. So we separated. And I told Aaron, when I got to the next aid station, I was like, I had a trail angel. Like she just like talked me through so much. And she was so helpful and kind and like, um, got me through like a really hard time. And I wish that I remembered her name because I want to like, thank her for helping me. Um, but the rest of the race was really good. And I finished and Aaron said, it looks like you can keep going. And I'm like, well, that's good because I have to do double this. <laughs> so. Right. I had to only be halfway. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. no, that's awesome. And, and I mean, when you actually get to the start line of your hundred and you know that you're running a hundred, you know, it's like you're, you mentally will be, it'll, you'll be able to do it because you weren't just trying to do 50. You know what I mean? Like mentally, yeah. um, that doesn't make sense. Yeah. I'm not explaining. No, I but. understand. Yeah. Like at the start of the 50, I knew I was only doing 50. Yeah. So um, then it feels like a hundred. Well, and a hundred is a long, it's a long way to go. No yeah. way around that. But it's like your own, your body and mind are only prepared for 50. So it seems like a hundred would be really, really, really far. But like when you actually know that you're doing a hundred, then it won't be as crazy I don't think right hopefully you can let us know yeah. later yeah <laughs> um yeah I was doing like the uh, like average time that I'd come into aid station so that Aaron would have an idea and taking notes on like what to check for and like like I know at the aid station that I want to be at like around supper time and I'm like bring me like a cheeseburger or something because I'm gonna be hungry um and so just like writing notes, but I was like shaking. I'm like so nervous for this, but I got some different trail shoes because my toes were so messed up for my 50. Like I lost my big toe, which I've never lost or toenail. Toenail. Oh. Not the toe. Oh, okay. <laughs> Another trip to the hospital. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I have like three nails that are blistered or about to come off were your shoes were wow were your shoes too small I don't know and like I've had them forever so I don't know if it was just like but I've always gotten blisters when I run trails because I mean I guess I wear those shoes so maybe they are too small but I always thought it was because of like the up and down um but maybe it was the shoes so I got some Hoka speed goats and then we're trying some um of the Injinji toe socks why not why not this, you know it's trial and error right so I have um this is my last big weekend so I have two 20 milers this weekend um mm-hmm. and I'm gonna try and get to trail I feel like I won't be able to but that's okay uh, yeah yeah that's okay oh my gosh. you're you're doing so good stuff thanks like I'm really proud of you I mean oh, just you. for still doing this even though you're like life is not just like smooth, yeah. smooth sailing right now. I mean, 
medical stuff is really intense and yeah, you're still running. And I think, I mean, honestly, the timing might be totally perfect because when Amelia does have her surgery, you're going to be in total rest recovery mm-hmm. mode. So there's not going to be any stress or pressure to run mm-hmm. when you're, when you're helping her recover and right. you're going to be recovering. So you guys will right. be in it together. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, you are ready. You can do this. I hope so. I just, I'm nervous about the nighttime section and I don't have a pacer yet. So if anybody's listening and wants to pace me through the night, that'd be great. Reach out Steph yeah. underscore Winnegar, I think, or maybe Steph dash Winnegar on Instagram. <laughs> Reach out. Yeah. Or just, yeah. Yeah. Just send us a message on run hard, mom hard or anything, but yes. Um, I, I think I, I bet, I bet you'll be maybe, maybe pleasantly surprised because sometimes I think it seems like, um, the night can, you know, things cool down a little bit, which Uh can be good maybe Uh if the day was hot Yeah, and, um, maybe the time goes by faster because, you're just kind of running in your headlamp, headlamp, little yeah. zone, you know? Yeah. I got a waist lamp. So that's coming this week. And then I have a headlamp obviously, but I was like, I think I want a waist lamp too, just cause it is so technical up there. I want to be able to see. Mm-hmm. Um, but like even, and I remember this from superior 50 last year and then this 50, like it was from the turnaround point back to the other aid station was seven miles. And so I think it took me like an hour and a half or so, maybe two hours, not quite two hours, but somewhere in there. And I felt like it went by so fast. Like if I'm just focusing on like the aid station to aid station, like looking back, it's really not, it doesn't feel like it's that long. And so that's what I'm trying to like think about the whole time is just like get to the next aid station. And the furthest apart the aid station is or the furthest one apart is like 10 miles otherwise they're all shorter than that so I can do 10 miles chunk, chunk it up right mm-hmm. and then I wrote like there's a note um the first half there's not I think Aaron can only go to like two or three aid stations for the first 50 and then after that it's every single aid station he can come to and they're shorter together um, like between four and seven miles. And the one, the last one that he skips, I wrote, I wrote like, take a nap. You need sleep too. <laughs> yes. Take care of the crew. Right. So it can be hard as a crew member to actually remember to eat, rest, hydrate. I mean, it's like, well, yeah. especially if you have kids with you too. Yeah. He's not are going to be there. Okay. Where are the kids going to be? So he, the kids will be up North. Um, my mom will be there and then a friend is taking care of them Thursday night and Friday. So I start Friday at 8am. So Thursday night, I'll get a good night's sleep without the kids. I start at 8am. They won't be at the start. They'll just be at the finish, which is okay. okay. They're going to be playing and doing their thing. You Um, just need to have them or not be worried about them, you know? Yeah. So, um, it's my friend who has friends or kids who are their age. So they're going to, and they're good friends. So they love to play together. They'll have fun. And then they'll be excited with grandma. And then, um, I think my dad is taking them a Saturday night. So I'll be done hopefully by noon or early afternoon, Saturday. Okay. 
And then um, my dad will take them Saturday night so that I can, Aaron and I can both sleep Saturday okay. night. Great plan. Love the strategy here. This yeah. Is good. But I'm hoping they can cross the finish line with me. And um, yeah. I haven't mentioned, but on the podcast, at least I told Nikki before we started recording, um, but I'm going to be in a ultra running documentary for Midwest ultra runners. Uh, it's called the pickle juice project. So I'm really excited. <laughs> um, That's a great name. I know <laughs> they came and they interviewed me and then they like recorded stuff with the kids and like us in the garden and then playing with the kids outside and um, recorded Aaron a little bit. And it was just so fun. Like, it'll be so fun, like documenting our life. So they're going to come and talk about about like how I'm feeling like the day before the race and then they'll be recording at every aid station. So, That's amazing. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm excited about the documentary in general. I think it's a really cool project to do, but then like, it's going to document like my first hundred, which is yes. so cool. Which is amazing. Yeah. I, I mean, and to have like the footage and like the memories, yeah. you know, yeah. and yeah, it, it's going to be so cool. And we will definitely hundred percent have to watch that and link to it and all yeah. that you know, yeah. when it comes, I don't know how long it takes to come out, but yeah, they said it'll probably be next year sometimes. So it'll okay. be a while, but I hate waiting for stuff, you know, no, I do too. Like patience. I know, I have none. <laughs> <laughs> so. But that's amazing. That's really cool. Yeah. And also tell Aaron to take some better pictures too, or like, you know, like some good, <laughs> have him. I mean, cause you know, you'll also, you know, in the hundred mile or you'll probably like sit a little bit here and there, or, you know, have them take some pictures, you know, record it. Yeah. Yeah. For people that are like, you know, yeah. Yeah. Want to, I, I won't be there, which I wish I could be. That would be so fun to pace, but, um, but so I want to see like all of it. I want to hear all of it. Can't wait. It's going to be amazing. Yeah. It's going to be something it'll be something <laughs> <Right or> not. <laughs> yeah. it just feels crazy that it's like three weeks away yes wow yeah yeah I know I know mm-hmm. so I mean it's inspiring though like you're making me be like hmm you know I I need to I need to go tackle that distance someday I will someday yeah and I I told Aaron I said I don't know if like I don't think that I could do 100 every year while our kids are little, I said, I maybe another 50 next year. Um, mm-hmm. but I don't, I don't see me never doing or training for a hundred again, at least at this point, I haven't done the hundred yet, but, um, but I don't think it's going to be something that I have to do every year just because of how much time it takes and mm-hmm. the logistics and the training. It's just a lot to do for a family. Mm-hmm. Um, oh Yeah. Well, it's always, I mean, we've been so reminded lately of, you know, you choose to do things and that means you can't do other things. So you are sacrificing Mm -hmm. so much, especially as a parent and especially as a runner, you know, it's like you could do all the things right in your running or, you know, spend all the time running, spend all the time strength training and spend all the time eating well, all the things but then you have other things have to give and, and it's like, you do spend a lot of time, not with your family when you're training for really long races. Right. Um, and so like Chase always really struggles with that. He, he might be doing a hundred miler before we leave <laughs> a local wow. one in Bend. He's technically signed up for it, but, um, he's been 
on the fence as to whether or not he'll do it. He was in really great shape and he did a hundred K in July and did really well, but then had some sickness for a while. Didn't run for like a week and a half. I don't know. He's just kind of, it's up in the air. He, if he does it, he'll be really committed to doing it because <laughs> you have to be, you have to be committed to finishing. Um, but anyway, like that's just always the, the push and pull between training a lot. And then also just having time to just go on leisurely hikes with your family on the weekends, you know, cause it's just, it does take so much time, Right. but it's also really good for you as a person, I feel like, and healthy in yeah. a lot of ways to have that structure and the routine and the time. And, and it just, it feels physically good to be running a lot, to be feel, feel fit. I don't know. How do you, how does your body feel? Yeah, I feel, <clears throat> I feel fit, but I also feel like I could be doing better on strength training. And oh, of course, everybody could do be doing better. No, but <laughs> it just, I don't know. I I'm happy with where I'm at. I think Ashley did a really good job with my training plan. Um, and so like, I know that she has done the best that we could do together, I guess, in this, but, um, so I'm, I feel like I'm physically ready. I know that I'm going to be in pain. It's just pushing through it. Mm -hmm. But I, so last weekend I did a run on my treadmill at midnight. Oh, nice. <laughs> I was, I just stayed, I stayed up and I was like, I'm going to run at midnight. And I had a 20 mile run. 20 oh my gosh. At midnight. Wow. And so, then how did, were you able to sleep after that? Yeah. For a few, and then Aaron let me sleep in. So I slept until like seven 30. Yeah. I got a couple hours of sleep until the yeah. kids. Woke up. <laughs> <laughs> well, and like the next morning, cause I had texted her. I was like, Hey, I think this is what I'm going to do. Thoughts. And I text her like a few days before, but she, she's like, I don't know how I missed like not texting you. So the next morning she was like, Hey, I don't know if it's like the best idea. Cause like with sleep deprivation, like you're already tired, whatever. And I was like, well, it's too late. <laughs> <I just didn't. laughs> and, and I was like, but it really gave me idea of like how I'm going to feel running between like one and three in the morning. I think it's great. Like to have that little bit of practice. Yeah. And, and even just, just the feel of it. Right. And like, yeah. I, I was very tired and I think I was at like 12 or 14, 13 miles, something like that. And I was like, I am going to lay on my floor for five minutes. I set an alarm. I fell asleep and then woke up at five minutes and I felt way better running and, um, was able to finish like faster. And I just felt like, okay, that gave me like, if it's really bad, I can sleep for five minutes and I'm going to be okay. Like it's five mm-hmm. minutes. It's not going to kill me to 10. Or or more. Yeah. So I think it was really good perspective of like how I'm going to feel at night and then like things that I can do to like help me get through that. I think that's a confidence booster. Yeah. But I don't want to have too much confidence. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's true. I know you don't go into it. thinking it's going to be easy. No, I know it's not. That's why I'm like, I have a lot of anxiety over it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but you can do this and just piece by piece chunking it up. Yep. And you'll do your best and that's all you can ever do. And I mean, sometimes there are things beyond your control, but you will do the best you can on that day. Yeah, for sure. So if anybody wants to pace me, we're looking for pacers. (laughs) Awesome. Okay. Well, 
Yeah. So those are our most pressing life updates today. And we will, we do have another um, episode scheduled soon. And then of course we will be back talking with Steph after her hundred miler in kind of early September. So it's going to be great. Um, We'll be in touch with you guys soon. Make sure you follow us at Run Hard Mom Hard Pod on Instagram. And then you can also subscribe and rate and review our podcast uh, wherever you get your podcasts. That helps us out a lot. And then don't forget to go to treelinecoffee.com and get your Run Hard Mom Hard coffee blend called You Got This. And you can use code RUNHARD10 for 10% off of your order, including subscriptions. So you can get coffee delivered on a regular basis like I do. Yes. Yes. <laughs> okay. Good luck out there in the world right now, everybody. Um, if you're like me, you're in like a smoke infested terror zone and it's bad and the world feels dark. Yeah. But anyway, hope everybody's enjoying the last of their summer, which also that's a whole other thing moms have going on. You know, I mean, it's like summer is just such a fast, like soak it all in, do it all, do all of the things. And then it's like school's coming and are you prepared and ready? I don't know. It's just a whole thing. But anyway, we wish you peace for this transition into fall. Yeah. Okay. Talk to you soon. Remember, you got this. Bye.